The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parties to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y. NNBET state restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, February the 13th. And we've got a three-competition special here. We've got Premier League on Wednesday. We've got Champions League Tuesday, Wednesday. And then there's a big Europa League game on Thursday as well. So we've got six games to get across, as well as reviewing the weekend's Premier League action. And yet to join me, uh, tired and emotional after drinking 400 beers, uh, etc. at last night's Super Bowl party. Uh, beautifully hosted by yourself, Mr. Barry Penaluna. How are you doing? Evening. I, I'm not doing great, Malcolm. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion here. I'm just sat on the sofa. <laughs> You'll notice there's no backdrop today. Yeah, you haven't done. done. You've done fuck all, have you, Buzz? Yeah, no, I couldn't be off the sofa. So I've got the, the laptop <laughs> on the arm of the chair. Um, I am. I'm on the bottle of wine because I'm not ready to move on to normal life yet. But, uh, well, just when you logged on there, I heard the glug of the wine. I, saw, I couldn't see what was in shot. I heard the glug, 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 glug. I was like, Barry, you're not having a beer, are you? And he was like, no, I've got a glass of wine on. Like, he's, I haven't had to do the three-hour drive home that you've done today, and I'm well, a broken drive, man sitting here. Like, I, I was in a passenger seat, so it wasn't too oh, okay, bad. that's not so bad. He was on the way down. But, yeah, obviously, for us, it was a 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning finish, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, uh, I reckon I got to sleep about 5 a.m., um, and then got kicked out of my hotel at, in, at 12 o'clock or something. Uh, uh, so, yeah, struggling. But got home, back to Nottingham after a three-hour drive, Leon the City. Fortunately, the kids and the missus are away for a few days. So I, oh, nice. Which is nice, because I could just lay on the city and sleep. So I've had another yeah. couple of hours of sleep this afternoon. Woke up, had a bit of the leftover pulled pork and... <laughs> Oh, yeah, all the Super Bowl food is still going because we're over catered. We catered for about a hundred, I think, didn't we? And there was, yeah, it was you said there's still about a hundred beers left as well at your brother's house, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I, I got about four hundred beers in. I reckon we got through about three hundred of them between twenty of us. Um, Nineteen. <laughs> That's not bad. It's not bad effort. It's not bad effort. But uh, yeah, we we my, I opened the fridge this morning. There were still five kilograms of chicken wings there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we only got through 10 kilos of wings between us. Um, plenty of bratwurst, sausages, still, uh, and mountains of bread and fucking all sorts of... Tons of leftovers, but who cares? It was a good night. Uh, good fun was had. It was a good night, yeah. Um, yeah I brought some wings home and um, woke up at sort of lunchtime today, came downstairs, had three spicy wings immediately, went back to bed for two hours, woke up, then ate the rest of the wings, thinking they might level us out. Uh, and then I've done nothing but just doors. But yeah, it's a good game, 38-35. Uh, lots of fun to be had. Um, we were just talking off air that Moon have hit the big money on the squares. Um, and I'll tell you what, hats off to uh, Sean Green for doing the um, post-game show 
uh, Eagles fan. That's a bad beat if you're a, if you're a supporter. And for him to go on, I know you've probably been drinking and eating all day like we've been as well. For him to go on and do that show after the game, I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, and he wasn't, he was quite magnanimous in defeat. Cream, I was trying to needle him, uh, trying to get a rise out of him, but it didn't quite work. But um, I had a, I think, a quite a lucky Super Bowl winner. I didn't know what to bet on at all. And I kind of left it a bit late. So just as we're about to kick off, I just stuck 20 quid in the account and put it on uh, Hertz or Mahomes to score the first touchdown, six to one. Um, and then Hertz goes in with a quarterback sneak. Kenneth Gadewell's one in short. Uh, and then the right was on the wall then. So I picked up a nice little 140 quid there. Yeah, well, uh, which I took pe- the Eagles and, and looked good for large parts of the game, the Eagles. Yeah. And thought I was on to something. Uh, so no good there. But my props done all right. I, I took Hertz any time. I took Kelchi any time. I took a few of the props on the Eagles receivers, both AJ Brown and uh, Devonta Smith came in. Um, most of the props, if you're on the overs, most of them got in. Pacheco got his yards. Hertz got his rushing yards. Uh, as I say, all the wide receivers and, and Kelchi got his his line and everything. So the, the prop bets, I bet there's a few good bet builders around yesterday. Uh, yeah. Hertz and, and Kelchi were obviously a favourite to score touchdowns and stuff like that. So yeah, there was plenty... Plenty to be hard, uh, as I say. I, had, uh, you know, my main play was on the Eagles. Didn't come off, but uh, good game. Enjoyed it. Really, really entertaining game. Yeah, it was. Uh, before we move on, Baz, do you want to address the elephant in the room, which is the uh, no. the, the no. current location of the uh, beer pong trophy here? Because according to you, there was some controversy surrounding it. Have you let that go yet? Have you been like Sean? No. Have you been a magnanimous player? No, 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 no. It was. It's. It's still. It was still shameful the way that way it went down. To be honest. It wasn't shameful. I did. Uh, I called my shot last week on the show, and I told you that the uh, Malcolm, the Malcolm beer... did win the beer pong tournament, but in controversial circumstances in the quarterfinal against me, I've got one cup left to hit. Throws me shot, and Malcolm just reaches out, catches the ball, and calls a timeout. What is that all? About? I didn't call the timeout. Ricky called the timeout. Nobody can call a timeout. I've got the ball in my hand. I'm taking my shot. There's no timeouts, is there? There's never been timeouts. But the shot. cup was incorrectly positioned. It wasn't going anywhere. You had about five shots at it. The cup was fine. It, it, exactly. I'd had four shots at that cup in the same position. And then you moved it. You caught the ball and moved the cup. I'd just got my line. I'd, I'd just been getting my range. Ready, and you just fucking caught the ball. <laughs> and then moved your cup into a different position. It was an absolute scandal. And everyone else agrees it was a scandal. No, they do uh, that, that victory will forever be tarnished. It'll be remembered in history oh, as the one that fucking should never have been like. So there'll so be an anyway. next year name. Be sure of that. And uh, it's back uh, in there. There's no asterisks on that. No asterisks. There'll be a firming up of the rules next year. There'll be disqualification for that sort of behaviour. Well, I'll win again. And the fact you you knew deep down, Baz, which is why you skulked off quite quietly. Um, Right, Super Bowl done with. Let us, I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, I'll do this ad read, Baz. We'll get this out of the way. Uh, our headline sponsor, WinBet, the official online sports book at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active in a bunch of states. Tons of way to win, including live betting and same game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets, build your own bet. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get $100, limited state of villain availability biggest long shot parlor of the week gets a $1,000 free credit to go to choose from head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that Baz and me sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com 
slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present in the state where playthrough windows is available. If you use a renewal as a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, let's head back to Saturday lunchtime then. We whizzed through these um, these Premier League games. Started with a London derby. Uh, West Ham won, Chelsea won. It was a losing pick for me. I took West Ham on the money line. They nearly won it on the end. They had a goal disallowed, but rightly for offside. However, Chelsea had dominated the game early on um, and probably could have been a two or three in front before West Ham managed to managed to equalise. Um, one thing I did do in this game, I actually watched uh, new boy Enzo Fernandez really quite closely and he was excellent. Um, still not sure if that job that he does is a £100 million job. Um, I think for £100 million, you want someone who's scoring 30 goals like rather than just playing in that guard dog position. But then... People like Ungolo Kanti have kind of proved invaluable and league winners in that position. So I did watch him. He was good. Uh, this was also the location of the first horrific VAR decision of the weekend, which there was absolutely millions. What a disgrace this weekend, by. So we'll, we'll get to those one by one. But yeah, uh, Thomas Suchek went full length and tipped one round the post in the last minute. Uh, and they just decided it wasn't a handball. In fact, I think it was the bloke who was in charge of VAR who decided that wasn't handball as well. Um, when no one knows what handball is, it, it's close range, it hits your arm, is it in natural, if your arm's up, your arm's down. It's absolutely, they just pull it out of a hat, penalty, not penalty. And then that one, which is an obvious move your hand towards the ball, he just didn't give it. But um, ultimately, a loser, point for each team. Didn't learn an awful lot about West Ham or Chelsea. Um, what was your pick, Baz? What did you make of this? I, I had the unders, so obviously I was looking... Ah, there you go. Got a half an hour in, 1-1, one, one, or 25 minutes in, it was 1-1. One, one, um, looking a little bit ropey, but yeah, cashed the first winner of the week on the first game, so a good start for me with the, uh, the, the disallowed goal. Uh, but yeah, that was definite pain. It was ridiculous. Bad, yeah. bad start. Uh, and then the headline of the weekend, the three o'clock, the Saturday three o'clock games, there was five of them. And I hit every single one, Buzz. Fucking quite unbelievable little run. So we'll go through them one at a time. But um, the first one was a team ride. Um, and it was a four to one winner, Buzz. Arsenal won, Brentford won. Um, was happy round about 70 minutes at nil nil. Looked the draw looked good. Then Arsenal got in front, thought they might just nick it. But Brentford equalised. Um, handicapped this really well, both of us. Uh, Brentford defended well. Like they have been much better lately. Arsenal continue to wobble. There was another terrible VR decision because uh, the bloke was offside twice in the build-up. One was a little bit dodgy. The second one, he's just offside uh, and equalised from it. But Brentford were value for the draw. Four to one was a great price, Baz. Um, and this was some solid handicapping from us. We got this one spot up. Yeah, yeah. To, to both get the draw in that one, as I say, biggest price winner of the weekend we had. And for us both to be on, it was an absolute triumph. As you say, probably a little bit fortunate in the end because that equaliser definitely shouldn't have stood. And I think VAR have sort of held their hands up, haven't they, and said, oh, we forgot, yeah. to, we forgot to look at him. Like They'd looked at the, whether there was a foul in the build-up or something, hadn't they? And they just didn't bother yeah. looking at the offside, didn't bother drawing the lines on <laughs> Um, <laughs> as you say it was just a catalogue of errors all weekend wasn't it in terms of yeah we, we'll get to them that... so Arsenal a... rightly feel fucking angry about that and it helps absolutely no one when they come out the next day and say yeah we did no. we got that wrong yeah sorry about that um, and you might you could probably go back to other things and Arsenal might have got a lucky one here and there but 
That ultimately might cost them the league. Like, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's so so it's big. Fucking outrageous. You know, you know we'll come to it. The, the Brighton game was a similar one. Yeah. Brighton are in the hunt for European places. You know, you could say they're still in the hunt for the top four. It's sort of a point. It's just two points either way can can be massive, can't it? It's just an absolute shambles. But yeah, bad for Arsenal. Great for us. Really, really good start to the, the weekend's uh, games there. Two from two for me at that stage. Yep. Uh, so next up is that uh, Brighton game. Crystal Palace won, Brighton won. Um, I took the cards over four and a half. Bit of a local derby. Thought it would be um, a little bit feisty. Worked out beautifully as well. There was only five cards, but I never felt really in danger. McAllister got booked after six minutes. Uh, Will Hughes, who's a walking yellow card. You can back him every week. I looked at him before the game. He was seven to four. Um and I was too busy betting other stuff to, to get on him. But he got booked after about 15 minutes. And then after that, it kind of never looked in doubt. So I went up the ladder, um, didn't get any higher than over four and a half, but that was the pick at 10 to 11. Um, the other notes I made on this were eight, awful VAR decision, as you've just um, mentioned. They, they, they drew the lines on the wrong defender this time. There was a, yeah. They drew it on one defender, but there was another one further Bobby back. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll ignore him. And the second observation here is that Palace are absolutely horrible. They got an equaliser, but only because the keeper dropped it. Palace could still be playing now and not a score in that game. They're really, really struggling. I think my handicap before the game was that they might be the most boring team in the Premier League. Um, and I was watching that game on the dodgy fire stick to, um, to, to watch these cards. And my goodness, they were shite. Um, so, yeah, um, but ha- happy with the cards on that one, Baz. And like, like I say, I think you were unlucky. Not not to get was it Brighton goals for you? Yeah, Brighton Brighton goals two or more, um, and another week where I've been a little bit frustrated by Brighton and just a little bit unlucky with it because if they get that one earlier on, then it, it changes things massively, doesn't it? Because it was quite an, an early goal, I think it was, wasn't it? That got ruled out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been low on Palace ever since the World Cup. I, I you know I played down their their form pre World Cup and and they continue to just be very uninspiring, don't they? But, uh, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I expected a bit more from them, really. Vieira, Vieira had them playing a little bit at the start of the season uh, and he was hoping he might be a coach who would get them, but they've, they've just reverted the type, so be interesting to see how they are going forward. So next up was a, my third tick in a row, Fulham 2, Forrest nil. Easy peasy, this one. Um, Forrest did have both centre-backs taken off injured in the first nine minutes, so I don't know what difference that made, but we've said one of the three things you need is that little bit of luck. Um, but after that, Fulham... Bloodless win, good goal from William. Um, and then they got a second one in the second half, but is is comprehensive and as straightforward as a as a two-nil home win was ever going to be. I took Fulham at nine to ten and never ever looked in danger in this one, Buzz. Yeah, so I took the under two point five. Fulham had nice. failed to score in three games. Forrest had hit under two point five, five in a row. Um that's now six in a row for Forrest on the unders, so keep keep riding that one. Four to five for the unders. I just just looked too too good with the, the form the two teams are in and, you know, proved to be a fairly easy winner. Uh, next up on my heater, Leicester 4, Tottenham 1. I took Leicester on the money line at 23-10. to 10. Uh, You said Tottenham were bipolar last week, Baz, that your, your Tottenham supporting yeah, friend had told you. Yeah. Exactly um, as described by yourself. They got in front with a horrible goal early on. Then after that, we're in absolute shambles. Um, I think we handicapped this perfectly again, seeing that Romero missing for Tottenham was huge. Madison playing for Leicester was huge. 
combination of those three, uh, those things. You all, you mentioned Baz Fraser Foster playing and not uh, Hugo Lloris as much as we laugh at Lloris. Uh, Foster was poor. But yeah, to, to go down 4-1, Tottenham, absolute shambles. No idea what to do with them at all. But yeah, that was another another great price winner for me. Yeah, that was really good. I mean, the, the thing to say, I mean, you can get some good results, quite good good picks, but I think you, to get the draw in the Arsenal game and fading a team like Tottenham and then getting, you know, the other ones, there wasn't, wasn't anything fancy about back in Fulham. Um, yeah. The Brighton Cards is a good pick. Uh, who was the other? The Wolves one will come to. Again, nothing fancy yeah. there. But to get the Arsenal draw and the Spurs in particular, those two at good prices, like really, really good picks. So um, absolutely smashed it. I was unlucky, I think. I, I, I took, well, I say unlucky. I didn't, didn't watch the game, but Spurs got their one goal early on, didn't they? And he didn't get two. Uh, but I looked at me right up in the game, and I said it exactly about Spurs, you know. They go and get that win against City, but they could go and get beat to Leicester, and it wouldn't be a shock to anybody, because that's just the team they are. They can they can go out and win massive games one week and lose it in a shit one the following week. I'm just looking at the stats now to see what... Uh, I mean, Tottenham's XG was 1.36. They had a few chances, but... Nothing major, but yeah, as I say, they got on the score sheet early enough. Fourteen minutes, Benton Kerr scored. Um, he's now out for the season with an injury. Um, so yeah, I was thinking even with a Leicester scoring all the goals, I thought Spurs will nick another one at some point. Uh, but wasn't a B for me. But, uh, yeah, an absolute battering for them, and eight goals in two games for for Leicester. We said, yeah, well, yeah, how important. Madison is. Um, I also appointed uh, Ian Acho and, and how he's in he's form. Yeah, um, that's two games in a row where Ian Acho and Madison have been sort of influential to, to a good extent, and um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Unless they're a little bit of a turnaround, and yeah, we'll keep an eye up on them in the coming weeks. Might be uh, a one to follow. Yeah, the fifth one in my little margin then was Southampton one Wolves two. I took Wolves fourteen to nine. Another great price. Although, 20 minutes in, Southampton have won the look and Wolves have had a man sent off. So I'd pretty much um, thrown this one away. And then, I don't know how Southampton contrived to lose this one. Um, it has led to manager Nathan Jones being sacked. Um, we did mention last week that he'd gone a little bit mad um, in his press conference. Um, he went a little bit madder between us doing that show. Have you seen the, the quote about the Welsh girls? He went proper... So David Brent or um, out the office? What's... I read some stuff, but I'm not not didn't hear it. Um, yeah, he just I mean, you kind of got what he was saying, but you know, he said I could have stayed in Wales, I could have married a Welsh girl, but nothing against Welsh girls. I want to test myself at the highest level. <laughs> just a fucking, <laughs> just a really mad thing to say. Like <laughs> he wants to test himself against the highest level of girls that there is. Fast, he's not settling for the Welsh girls. Um, so that got him the sack anyway. That was the end of him. Um, yeah, awful, awful, awful result. And Wolves are going really well. When when I added up my um, when I did my super duper computer relegation, I had Wolves getting up towards forty odd points, and they're they're heading that way. So uh, better days ahead for Wolves, I think. Lopetegui's got them playing. Yeah, good pick. As you say, it doesn't look good when they go down to ten men early on. Interesting one that wasn't it. Uh, is it what has this a new rule that came in this weekend? Because we've seen it a couple well, of times, didn't we? Uh, yeah. I've never heard of it. I didn't know it had become a thing. But, nope. but now the third man to run at the referee in protest is automatically given a yellow card. So well, it, look, I'd never it. seen it until what? this the Ruben Neves mentioned it in the interview. 
And then it happened yesterday. Is this what you wrote about? Because so, it happened yeah. in the game, yes. And it was almost as if that referee did it to back up his mate from the day before. He's like, I'm oh, sure, shit. I'm sure it must have been something new. Cause, because we've, seen, we've not heard of it yet this season. No. There's loads of times where players... So I'm sure it's been a new directive that's come down it, this week. It must have been. I'm sure Newcastle... Did Newcastle not get one? Was was Botman or Joel Linton not booked for the season? Yeah, I think you're right, actually. And it was, yeah. they said in the commentary... That's because he's the third man in the referee's face. So you're allowed to send two people to kick off. Yeah, yeah. And send a third. Um, I like the idea. I don't think it's bad at all. I think they'll soon no, stop. it'll probably work. It will work. Yeah, eh? They'll soon stop if you know. For example, they, they went mad about the Lamina sending off. But if the players have been warned of that ahead of the game, look, this is this is what's going to happen. Then there can be no arguments. But it just seemed to come out the blue, and for there to be yeah, yeah. three instances of it this weekend where we've never ever seen it before, I'm assuming I should have looked into it really, but I'm assuming it's been a new directive that's come down where uh, we want to keep an eye on because if it is something new, then cards bets because yeah. they've been used to getting away with it for so long where they can all fucking go berserk to the referee. Uh, we might see a few more cards, so definitely worth keeping an eye on that as well. I mean, another way of doing it would be no players are allowed to run and scream at the referee. Well, yeah, like, exactly. you know, like if you're going to put a rule in, that's just yeah. 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 So, I heard someone on the radio saying that, like, oh, so you can send two people to kick off as much yeah. as you like. That's the third, that's yeah, that's over the top third. I did pick a winner um, in that one. Um, I had the overs. Um, I nice. Did, you know the form, the form of both teams pointed to the unders, but the unders was really short at eight to thirteen, and I felt like it was a game Southampton had to try and go out and get something. Um, and big price plus one thirty, thirteen to ten for the overs. Um, so yeah, decent, uh, decent win there. Yeah, so that was the the three o'clock. The Discord channel was buzzing after that. There was loads of people who'd had loads of winning bets. There was a lot of um, a lot of positivity in the Discord channel after that. Cooled off a little bit. Your three pm picks, Mile. If, if anyone had just got on the afternoon slate um, and picked out those those five picks there, seventy five to one. I think we calculated. Wow. Um, your five on the three o'clock game, so really, really good play. That was absolutely yes. Fun. Thank you very much, Baz. Uh, yeah, cooled off a bit the rest of the weekend. Start with the tea time game, Bournemouth one, Newcastle one. I took Newcastle on the handicap, really frustrating game. Newcastle didn't play well at all, uh, drawing too many games, need really relying on a clean sheet to win a game because we're never scoring more than one goal. Uh, Bournemouth was spirited, the best they've played for a little while. I do think ultimately that's still rubbish, though. They just kind of they got a set piece goal and hung on. I mean, they could have scored near the end as well, but yeah, a little bit frustrating for Newcastle and uh, a losing pick for me. You took them minus one, but didn't even get your push because Newcastle couldn't get the job done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a fair result in the end, wasn't it? Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth deserved the, the draw. I mean, Bournemouth might even feel that deserved to nick it. Had one cleared off the line. Um, yeah, frust- frustrating game to watch, but um, yeah, no, no good there. Uh, Leeds nil, Manchester United two. I took the over three and a half. Having watched the two teams draw two two on uh, last Wednesday night, Miss um, this was quite tight. Leeds had a go early on. Um, actually, looked like was going to sort of head towards a nil nil draw. Really, um, I think uh, Rashford eventually broke the deadlock in about eighty minutes, and then they got another one later on. So they got there in the end. Um, Manchester United wore them down without being spectacular. Uh, Rashford continues in great form. Was a good header he scored. 
So, yeah, uh, miss for me on that one. Baz, what was yours? Miss for me. I also took the goals. Bit of a frustrating one because I've followed Man United team goals most of these last few weeks and Man United's to nils, Man United handicaps, Man United's yeah. to more and, and, and faded all of them this week in, in terms of expecting Leeds to get involved a little bit and it didn't. Uh, so, yeah, no, not even close really. Took quite a while even for the second to go in one or two. The, the overs never really looked uh, looked great. Uh, Manchester City 3, Aston Villa 1, took both teams to score. This was a good play. I was at peace with myself here. That was even money. Um, Manchester City were always winning this game, uh, but Aston Villa were always scoring. Um, and I think, actually, if I'm l- looking back at my notes here, did I put up... Uh, yeah, sorry. The pick was uh, both teams to score and Manchester City to win, um, yes, which was 15 to 8, plus 187. Uh, so I've done myself out of a profit there. Yeah, so... Um, Villa were making chance that every 10 minutes Villa were making a decent chance and then Manchester City just always looked like winning the game so um, yeah delighted with that one it just it went exactly to form Baz yeah same for me I took uh, you know I, I relate to City's home form 12 times they've scored 3 or more that's now 13 times um, 8 times scored 4 or more just you know as, as sort of we keep saying City on at the best at the moment. They're still getting the goals against teams like these. These sort of games, every time, they're hitting three goals pretty much. So, uh, easy payout by half-time. City to score three or more, paid out by half-time. Um, nice and easy. Well done. And finally, game that finished around about 45 minutes ago, Liverpool 2, Everton nil. Took both teams to score. Um, I just couldn't see how Liverpool could keep a clean sheet. Um, however, I think maybe we overestimated Everton uh, in the face of one result last week against Arsenal because they were really bad tonight. Yeah, really, really cool. bad. Liverpool played well, um, but Everton just showed nothing. And you look at the team, I thought, again, like I said, I made that pick last week, got carried away. And then you look at the team tonight, it's Ellis Sims up front, who might be okay in a couple of years, but he's been out on loan at Sunderland. The fact that he was there in the first place tells you that they didn't fancy him as a Premier League striker. We've got Dwight McNeil playing on the left wing. And then loads of six foot four cloggers in behind. Like, if you looked at that team and asked me, is that team going to score? I would have said no. However, it's just anyone can score against Liverpool. And I think Everton's only hope really is to score a set piece goal and then defend like bastards. Well, it was nil nil after half an hour. Tarkovsky hit the post with a header. Liverpool break like lightning. And 15 seconds later, a one nil up. Jordan Pickford decides to mark the corner flag. For some strange reason. I've, yeah, I know. You got two. You can stand in the middle of your goal, Jordan, or you can go and stand over there. I tell you what, I'm going over there, is what Jordan thought. Um, but yeah, they need goals. Um, Everton's hope is home games against bad teams. I think they've got leads coming up soon. Games like that, uh, where they'll be big and strong and ugly, the crowd will get behind them, and Tarkovsky or Conor Cody will head one in and they'll win 1-0. Uh, that's all they've got. A bit better from Liverpool tonight. I enjoyed watching them going forwards. Nunes was good again. Salah looked sharp. And Gakpo did some bits and bobs as well. Jota came off the bench. He's going to be a boost for them. So, uh, yeah, I felt weird about this because I was really, really happy with this pick. And then after about 20 minutes, I just looked at that team and I thought, hmm, what have I done here? Like, so, uh, what did you make of it? Well, I took Everton, didn't I? Uh, I mean, we both said, wouldn't it? You, you just can't back Liverpool at the moment against anybody. Yeah. Um, once the game got started, you you did feel Liverpool 
look good. I suppose in play you could have probably got on Liverpool, couldn't you? Because they were looking looking the better side. Everton looked a little bit shaky and all over the place. But yeah, I took Everton just for the bit of value, eleven to two. Um, obviously never got a sniff at that, but I just couldn't have backed Liverpool going into it. And I, I don't know where else I would have gone. There was just nothing. I, I really struggled yeah. with this game, um, which is why I just took a, a bit of a punt on Everton. But but yeah, Everton was shit uh, as as we'd known before. <laughs> um, but, but we did probably get carried away, just wondering how far they could ride on the uh, you know the new manager thing. Uh, but it turned out it was just one game, and that was it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, right, okay. So that's that done. Decent week then, like I said, that kind of doubled up uh, 100% return on investment if you'd followed myself and you had plenty of winners in there as well, Baz. Um, so, bits and bobs this week. There's one Premier League game, which is where we're going to start because it's a big one, biggest one of the season so far. It's the top two. It's Wednesday night. Uh, it's 7.30 kickoff early. Um, so that is 2.30 Eastern time. Arsenal at home to Manchester City, where Arsenal are 19 to 10 favourites. The draw is at 5 to 2, uh, plus 250. Um, and Manchester City are 23 to 17, uh, plus 135. Um, so, yeah, Manchester City uh, closed to within... Uh, three points, I think, having beaten Villa at the weekend. So Manchester City can go top um, if they win this game on Wednesday. Arsenal will still have a game in hand, but Arsenal is wobbling just a little bit. One point from the last two games against Everton and Brentford is not the kind of return you want if you're going to win a Premier League title. Manchester City is still really, really hard to judge for me. Um, again, I learned nothing watching them on Sunday they were considerably better than Villa, which you'd expect. Still look like score uh, conceding on occasions. My concern here with Manchester City is their last two away games against kind of decent oppo, oppo that fits into this framework, um, where they lost 1-0 to Tottenham and they lost 2-1 to Manchester United. Um, so on those form lines, Arsenal, I think, would be the play. Um, my handicap is that four of... Arsenal's last five games have had under two and a half goals. Um, Manchester City in these big games recently, 1-0 loss at Tottenham, 1-0 win against Arsenal in the Cup. Uh, Chelsea, 1-0 quite recently as well. So these similar sort of games where they're not rolling over Aston Villas and Wolves and shit like that. Um, They've all been very, very tight. So on similar levels, they've all been tight games for both teams. Um, under two and a half bars, plus 100, even money. That's going to be my pick. And I think it's, I mean, it's uh, the, the over's juice because I think people just assume both of these teams have got goals in them, but it's going to be very tight. Uh, and I fancy the unders, Baz. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, it is a tricky one, handicap. It's a massive game, isn't it? As you say, a city can move top. And even that game in hand, it suddenly just, it's a psychological blow for Arsenal, isn't it? That they've been reeled in, I suppose. Um, no winning three for Arsenal if you include the one nil defeat to City in the cup. Um, as you say, defeat to Everton, following up that with a draw Brentford. So they've only scored one in the last three games as well, Arsenal. So again, pointing to your bet, you know, where they have been sort of free flowing, scoring plenty of goals. I think they might be slightly concerned at the fact they've only scored three, uh, only scored one in those last three games. Um, City looked a bit better in the first half against Villa, a bit more clinical, put the game to bed by half-time. 
Holland did go off injured, and I'm, I'm assuming we haven't heard much. So I'm assuming it's just a precaution. He he was sort of holding his thigh a little bit after a knock against the keeper, uh, and I'd imagine it's three 0 up at half time. They just thought, let's just sit you out and and have you fresh for midweek. Um, so yeah, we did have the one nil recently to City. Obviously, that was at City rather than Arsenal. Um, it's obvious City haven't been at their best lately, but they've still won four of the last five, including that win against Arsenal. Spurs games, the only defeat amongst those. Um, I struggled a little. I, I wasn't sure where to go. I didn't like the goals um, either. I haven't I haven't backed the unders, but I wasn't a massive fan of the, the prices for goals. So, looked at the money line picks. I think Arsenal, for me, have been the best side in the league this season. Hugely consistent until recently, playing good football. But I still think on paper this City team and squad is, is still the best in the league. Uh, they've been in these situations before, chasing teams down in the past and they won't be phased by the fact they're behind. And, and they'll, they'll they'll have a sniff of it in their sights now, you know, that they can get right back in it and pile the pressure on. Yeah. I think when you're getting 11-8 for City, good sort of plus money in a game that's so big for them and a game that we've seen them sort of come out on top of before. Uh, and just that little bit of a wobble, as you say, from Arsenal... Um, you know, Arsenal fans won't make too much of those three games. But as I said last week, before the Brentford game, it was the first time all season they'd lost lost two on the bounce. Um, so it is a definite. It's a it's a it's a blip in their form. Uh, and I think eleven eight for City is, is worth a point. It's a decent price. I'll take City to win it. And I'm thinking very similar to the the last game, similar to the year. I think it'll be a close one nil win or something like that. Uh, I did write also possibly potential just with a high pressure situation of it all might be a little bit of a fiery one um, so much at stake and if it does turn out to be a tight game the pressure might build a little bit and they might, might get a few cards going um, so I look back at sort of that similar game in terms of that the Spurs game when that was tight 1-0 to Spurs in that one 7 cards in that game um, and I just feel as if it is 1-0 either way I can see it getting a little bit fiery in that, you know. And, yeah. Um, possibly worth a look. The line's at four and a half, so it is, you know, four and a half. So it is a high line. It's 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 not it's not always easy to get the five cards in, but at five to six, four and a half cards. I'm going to take a little punt on that. Maybe just get up the ladder a bit. Take the over five and a half, six and a half, and hope they kick the shit out of each other in the second half. You know. <laughs> oh, I like so, that actually, Baz. That also, you know, Arsenal yeah. are fucking right whinging cunts as well. And if they send more than three people at the referee a couple of times, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. You know what I mean, so get on the cards as well, definitely. But yeah, City for me, but but definitely keeping a look out of the the cards market in that one. I might have a little look at some player card markets possibly, um, and if I do, I'll go on the Discord channel with. Uh, any of those picks on the on the night? Yeah, there's a lot of candidates. Um, I hadn't considered the cards angle, Baz, but I absolutely agree with you. There's a lot of candidates in there, uh, Granite Shaka, Party, people like that, um, who who pick up a card. So, um, so next, that's the only Prem game of the week, but the Champions League's back. So we've had a little uh, meander into Europe this week. So it's the round of sixteen, and there's. Four games this week, and there'll be four games uh, next week. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, 8 o'clock kickoffs. These are so 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, AC Milan against Tottenham Hotspur. Um, AC Milan are 13 to 9, plus 145. The draw is 11 to 5, plus 220. Tottenham are 2 to 1. Um, Baz, what did you uh, make of this one? 
Yeah, you've you've thrown me off uh, kilter here with your fucking non chronological order. Because I'd gone AC Milan Spurs first. And yeah, well, that's what I've just done. Last, do you know what I mean? No, because you've chucked me off. No, in terms of it, right? Okay. Well, on Wednesday and now back to Tuesday, and now I'm having to. I've done it in order of toilet. This is the Premier League gambling podcast, Baz. So we've handicapped the Premier League game. I prefer chronological, just for future reference. Keep it, keep it in, in date order. You know, so if someone wants to listen to the first half of our podcast tomorrow, they'll get our Tuesday picks, and then, the, you know what I mean. Shut up. You fucked, you fucked it up, basically. Yeah, anyway, get on with it. <laughs> Milan. Uh, currently sit fifth in Syria. Uh, they started strongly this season, but have really, really struggled to find their way since the World Cup. So they won at the weekend, 1-0 against Torino, I think it was. Uh, that ended a four-game losing streak and a six-game winless streak. Um, so they're really, really not in good form in the league. Uh, they qualified here finishing second in a group with Chelsea top, Salzburg and Dynamo making up the numbers third and fourth. They had three one wins, uh, three wins, sorry, one draw and two defeats in the group stage. Two of those defeats, the two defeats came against Chelsea. They lost 2-0 to Chelsea in the home leg, 3-0 at Chelsea. They are leaking goals. No team in the top 10 in Serie A have conceded more goals than them. I think they've conceded 30 so far in the league. Nice stat, Baz, I like that. Spurs, we know, are wildly inconsistent. Um, beating Man City one week, well beaten by Leicester the next. I do think Spurs can get on the goals here um, and at least make a tie of it in this first leg. Those Chelsea results stick to mind, showing you know English team, despite Chelsea not having had a great season this year, were able to put five past them over two games. Conte knows these these Italian sides well enough from his time at Juve. I've got you know that might have a bit of a bit of an impact. Know how to play them. Um, the AC Milan 1-0 win against Torino at the weekend was their first clean sheet since well before the World Cup. Um, so I had a look at things like the both teams to score at 4-5. to I don't mind that. Uh, but then I looked on at the anytime scorer market and I've decided to go with that. I'm going with Kane um, against a team who are struggling at the back. Um, Kane looks a good price at, at around 8-5. to five. It's, it's plus 160. Um, and I think Spurs will get in amongst the goals. Um and at plus money, you know, over plus one, yeah, plus one sixty. I think it's a decent price. So I'm going to go take Kane anytime goal scorer in this one. Okay. Um, well, my handicap was exactly everything you just said, Baz. So I'm not going to repeat any of that. Um, and I came down on one of the bets that you mentioned. Both teams to score for me. Um, Milan struggling, Tottenham inconsistent, um, and yeah, both teams have got a goal in them. Like so, yeah, four to five, minus one twenty. Uh, minus 125, sorry, for both teams to score, uh, Milan versus Tottenham. Uh, the other Tuesday night game, 8pm, 3pm Eastern, is PSG against Bayern Munich. PSG, 8-5, to five, plus 160. The draw is 13-5, to five, plus 260. And Bayern Munich are 14-9, to nine, um, plus 155. So PSG uh, finished second behind Benfica, must have been on some sort of countback, Baz. They had the exact same record, 14 points from six games, yeah. uh, with the same goal difference. So maybe head-to-head record, yellow cards. I think head-to-head record would come in. I don't know what the yeah. head-to-head was for them, though. Um, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming it was probably draw two draws. That came out of a really, really high score in group, that one. Both teams to score hit in 10 out of 12 of those group matches. Um, the five points clear in the league... Um, 
obviously a bit of a farmer's league as we all know there's only two two wins in the last five games however and there are two defeats in that spell as well really really hard to weigh up PSG um, both teams to score has landed four games in a row for them uh, Bayern Munich won their group six out of six wins uh, they knocked Barcelona out scored 18 goals conceded two uh, they're one point clear in the Bundesliga of uh, Union Berlin uh, they've won the last two after a little wobble of three draws in a row. Uh, and again, both teams to scores hit four of their last five. Um, so that was my initial reaction. Let's go and look at the both teams to score. But the bookies have spotted that too. It's way too short. Minus 200, over two and a half goals is the same. Um, so I think, Baz, I'm going to take Bayern Munich for the win. I just I think their form's more reliable than PSG. PSG have thrown in the odd shocker against quite poor domestic teams. Um, Munich is sweeping all before them at the minute. They're in great form. So uh, Munich for the win, plus 155. Yeah, I don't mind that. So Munich to win. You like the both teams to score. That'll that'll fit in fine with me where I'm going. I've got similar stuff. PSG not in great form lately, despite being five points top uh, at the top of the league. Just lost back-to-back games for the first time this season. They lost 3-1 to Monaco in the league at the weekend. That followed a defeat in the Cup to Marseille, 2-1. And since the World Cup, the, the league forms only four wins out of eight, with three defeats and a draw in amongst that. Um, so they're not setting the world on fire at the moment. Um, they did only finish second, as you say, in a, in a group that was Benfica, top of there. I mean, obviously, Juve. So it was a tough, tough group with Benfica and Juve in there. Um Bayern, as you say, you've, you've mentioned their record, six from six, and, and I've got the same thing. They stuttered after the return, 3-1-1 draws, but they followed it with three wins on the bounce and scored 11 goals in those last three games as well. So I do also lean towards Bayern here. It's a two-legged affair, so they don't need the win necessarily, but I can see them getting involved on the goals, as most teams seem to do against PSG at the moment. Looking back at the sort of group games, you know, they beat Barcelona 2-0 and 3-0. Um, to go to the new Camp and score three against Barcelona's defence who are really really strong this year tells me you can back them confidently to get goals anywhere um, and as I say PSG don't look like keeping lots of clean sheets at the moment so I've gone with Bayern also but I've took them on the over 1.5 team goals uh, it's 10 to 11 for Bayern to score two or more um, I've also said I'm going to push that up I'll have a little sprinkle on the over two and a half at around three to one probably some smaller stakes get up the ladder a little bit it's not a it's not a huge confidential confidence on the ladder but but I like the one and a half uh, two and a half I just think it could be a, a goal a game with quite a few goals in it um, and I'm, I'm back and buying to get two of them at least Okay, so Baza's Ladders uh, is back Wednesday night, uh, 8 o'clock, 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Borussia Dortmund against Chelsea. Uh, Dortmund are 13 to 9 plus 145. The draw is 23 to 10 plus 230. Chelsea 19 to 10 plus 190. Baz, Dortmund, Chelsea. Oh, Matt, you've knocked it out. Why is it Dortmund, Chelsea and not Bruce v Benfica? Surely we'll go alphabetical order now, Malcolm. Borussia Dortmund, Club Bruges. My, my, my app here. Is oh, how, what alphabet you use it? Club, Club Bruges against Dortmund. Uh, my, my app's got the uh, thingy. Oh. Anyway, I'll I'll move down. You know, don't worry, I'll scroll again. If you're making us do a lot of scrolling tonight, like, fucking hell. You're infuriating me, Baz. I'm, I know, I, I like to do that, though. You deserve yeah. it. Uh, right, Dortmund. Just... Currently sitting third in Bundesliga, 
just three points behind Bayern in the league. Their current form has seen them put pressure on at the top. Six wins from six in all competitions since the Christmas uh, break. Uh, scoring 17 in those six games, so they're scoring a lot of goals at the moment. Finished second behind Man City in the group stage, seeing off Sevilla and Copenhagen in that group. Uh, and they were unbeaten at home in the group stage. City failed to score against them in a nil-nil, uh, which was obviously their toughest game. I think the Drew was Sevilla, beat Copenhagen at home. Um, Chelsea come into the back of this off three straight draws. Don't really look like winning games at the moment, Chelsea. Just two wins from nine in all competitions since the World Cup. They, they came against Palace and Bournemouth, um, who, as I've said, are, are pretty shit. Um, Chelsea did top their group, seeing off Milan, Salzburg and Zagreb. Um, so it was a fairly, fairly... Fucking, it was a favourite year. Given the form of the two sides, I think 6-4 to four Dortmund is attractive at home. Um, as I say, Dortmund won six on the bounce in all competitions. Um, I did look at the goals and, and couldn't really get a bit of a steer. Dortmund games are usually full of them. Uh, always keep a little a few in at the other end also. But the Chelsea form has seen the unders hit four in a row now at the moment. So I, I, I just couldn't... I think there could be goals in it. Uh, I, think, I think Dortmund might win it. Chelsea probably will get on the score sheet and I have got a score I pick later on that, that fits into this game. Uh, but I'm sticking with Dortmund. I think it's 6-4 to four Dortmund at home in the current form against the Chelsea side who aren't winning games. 6-4 uh, to four Dortmund's a pick for me. Okay. Um, i got the same pick, Baz. Uh, Dortmund to win on the money line was my bet. Um, like you say, they won five in a row, scoring 15 goals. I just think that Chelsea, even though they played a little, they played okay at the weekend, and um, it still wasn't for an entire match. They're still going to struggle to put it together. Um, and that was against West Ham. Dortmund's a different proposition. They're really good at home. Um, they're an excellent team. They're in great form. And although Chelsea showed a few, um, say, green shoots, I watched Enzo Fernandez. He played well. I thought Joe Felix was excellent. They still can't put it together for the whole game. And I don't think that's going to be good enough um, on Wednesday night against this Dortmund team. So, confident selection for me. Can- can Fernandez play in this? I can't even think if he's... Oh, I need idea, but... Eligible. I doubt like, it. He come from Benfica, didn't he? I know. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming he's cup-tied, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure how the rules work on the Champions League, but, uh, yeah. I know they'd left, out, they'd left out Obama Yang and uh, some other Barrier people. Because one of them didn't yeah. make it in. They, they couldn't fit them all in because they've got 65 first-team players. Mm, yeah. Or uh, hungover right. Barry's taking uh, taking no prisoners tonight with this handicap and world record amount of swears coming out of hungover Barry tonight it's a good effort yeah um, right. Champions League uh, alphabetical it starts with the C this one Baz Club Bruges um, against Benfica Club Bruges are Burlington Bertie 130 plus 333 the draw is 11-4 plus 275 and Benfica are 5-6 minus 120 um, Bruges with surprising uh second place in their group. Uh, they won three out of six games, took advantage of Atletico Madrid's poor run uh, to get out of the group here. Um, Benfica topped that group over PSG, uh, which on count back, which you just talked about, they won four and drew two of their six games. Bruges fourth in the league in Belgium, 20 points off the top, however. Genk are absolutely running away with that one. Um, and they've drawn five of the last six games. And they're really hard to recommend Bruges in any all-known uh, current form. Um, I would struggle to recommend Bruges. Benfica, five points clear in their league. Won five of the lost six games. Uh, all to nil as well. 
uh, those five wins have all come with clean sheets. So for me, pretty straightforward, Baz, has to be Benfica on the money line, five to six, minus 120. Like it. Um, Thank you. We're, we're, we're singing from the same hymn sheet tonight, like on a lot of yeah. Um I've got the same as you, Bruce sitting in fourth, but they're in terrible form in the league. Um, just one win in the last 10 games now. For a team sitting in fourth, that's pretty astonishing, isn't it, to be hanging on to sort of European places with that sort of form. But um, as you say, Champions League progress, they, they finished second behind Porto, ahead of Leverkusen, that let it go. So it's a real success for them getting out of that group. Massive achievement for a team like them. Highlights in the group that did beat 4-1, 4 nil win, sorry, over Porto and a 2 nil win against Atletico Madrid. Um, I think this will be the end of the road for them, though. They're, they're just not in form, as you say. Hard to recommend. Benfica sitting top of the league, scored 51 in 20 games. They've conceded just 12 goals in the league and they've won the last four games, league games to nil. Um, As you say, they've got a lot of clean sheets in amongst that in recent form. I just think they're similar to you, respective form. The two teams leads me to conclude Benfica are just a good price at five to six. Um, I I like the same price for them to score two or more as well, but I'll I'll take Benfica on the money line five to six. Yeah, sometimes, Baz, it's... uh... It's pretty straightforward. Like, um, okay, one more game we thought we'd look at. We dipped into the Europa League because this is a, a clash of the giants, a heavyweight Europa League clash on Thursday night. Uh, it's early kickoff. This five thirty, uh, which would be a twelve thirty, five forty-five. Uh, so twelve forty-five Eastern time. So we won't get caught out by the early kickoff on Thursday. Uh, Barcelona against Manchester United, where Barcelona are three to four favourites at home, minus one thirty-three. The draws at three to one, and Manchester United are Berlin and Bertie one hundred thirty plus three thirty-three. Um, Baz Barcelona Manchester United, good sounding game. What do you think? Um, probably probably not that exciting in the end, is what I think. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, Barcelona have not lost since Bayern beat them back in October. Um, going a long long way back now for the last defeat. Six league wins in six since the World Cup. Four nil, one nil wins, four one nil wins in amongst those last six games. Um, the only one they the lost, Baz, was the one you tipped over to. Uh, you took the unders, yeah, you managed to jinx it. Was, it was nil nil at 60 minutes, looking like it was cruising, and then an own goal in the dying minutes. Fucking cost me, didn't it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, low scoring, lots of clean sheets. Um, they're 11 clear at the top of the league at this stage, is, is, is pretty. Um, Pretty impressive, given the, you know the, the other contenders around them. Um, they've only still only conceded seven goals in in twenty one games. Yeah, um, it, that's it's just an unbelievable defensive record. That I mean, we know Man United have been in good form lately. No defeat in the last six. But look at their the recent run of games. They've played Leeds twice. They've played Forest twice. You know, this is all competitions. Uh, Palace twice. Played Reading in the cup. And the only real test they had in those last eight games was Arsenal and they lost that 1-3-2. Um, I, I like Barcelona and this home leg in particular. Uh, they're around three to four. Um, but uh, my play, I think, will have to be the unders. I think it's worth taking. It's 11 to 10 plus money. Barcelona really, really strong defensively. As I say, four 1-0 wins in recent games. I think also Man United will just be very happy to try and keep this game tight. Um and get them back to Old Trafford and take their chances. I think Man U will, will, will fancy their chances if they can go go to Old Trafford Old Square with a nil nil or a one one or something like that. Um, so I'm not. I don't think it's a game where Man U will be all out, all out attack trying to steal a win here. 
Um, so the unders for me, eleven to ten. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to play the unders. Yeah, um, you've laid out the case for Barcelona there. I mean, anyone with half an eye can can make the case for Barcelona. That league record outstanding, the defensive record, etc. Um, I'm still not buying Man United, Baz. I think. Um, and I'm still gonna. I still will make money off fading them because they're always too prohibitively priced. And if they make a mess of one in every four games, um, I'm gonna end up doing okay with them. Which is what I did against Crystal Palace. Leads to score first last week. Um, Casemiro will be available to play. Um, he's banned domestically, but not in European competition, so he can play, which will make a difference and will help keeping that score down. Uh, midfield general there. I do like Barcelona. Like I say, I'm kind. I'm not out on Man U, but I'm just still happy to fade them. Uh, what I did was, Baz, it's kind of similar to you. I, I like Barcelona, but I've tagged on the under four goals. Um, and that puts that up to a... Yeah, I knew you would have considered that. I thought that's what you were going to say um, yeah. before you before you give your pick out. I'd say a price of 17 to 10 plus 170. So Barcelona to win the game in under four goals. So something like a 2-1 Barcelona win. Uh, 2 nil, one nil, something along those lines. Yeah, that'll do us both fine, Baz. Yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, similar similar thoughts on these games this week there, then. Absolutely. And that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you've got some... Uh, that's got us to the end of the six the six games. You've got some other stuff. I've got no other stuff, Baz. Two and over. I've got no parlays, no goal scorers. What you yeah, got? Yeah, I haven't got a parlay at the moment. Um, if I'd had a bit more time and wasn't rough as fuck today, I might have looked at the... <laughs> uh, I was looking at the Champions League and the League One stuff. This, uh, sorry, Championship and League One stuff. Looking for a goals bet. So there might be a poly. I'll stick it on Discord or I might stick it on Twitter if I do come up with something tomorrow night. I might try and look for something to get across the two nights on the goals front. Uh, the only thing I did pick out was a, a goals bet, a, a, a goal scorer bet, where I just think the price is, is, is really good value. Um, and it does come in the Chelsea Dortmund game, and although I've uh, gone with Dortmund as my play, I think João Felix is worth a look in the Chelsea game. I think he's looked really good in the two games. Is he allowed to play? Ah, well. It's the same as Enzo Fernandez, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Must, I'm assuming so, because I've looked at the price. There's a price. All oh, right, is he priced, is he priced up? So, yeah. and, and I'm almost certain, because they did mention um, the three additions the Chelsea could only add three right, okay. signings to the Champions League squad and Joe Felix was one of them so so yes he can play he um, scored at the weekend didn't he against West Ham um, his stats against West Ham what were good he was um, you know XG 0.64 which is an alright for an individual player two shots on target um, good good stats and similar the game before that what was the game when he got sent off um, Fulham Fulham was the game I think he had an XG in that game of something like 0.85 just for himself alone and he only played 60 minutes because he was sent off um, I think he looks good I think he's he's going to be a, I think he could be a key player for, for them going forward and he's 3-1 to one for an anytime goal um, and I just think that's a big price and worth a punt um, as I say for, for no other reason than, than the price I think it's good value and he looks good he looks like he's going to be the one that will get the chances for them, score the goals when they need them. Um, so if Chelsea do get on the score sheet, I think Joao Felix at three to one is, is definitely worth a punt this week. Okay, nice. Um, I'm looking forward to where, uh, like I say, the, the the European stuff's not really been on my radar for a few years, just because I didn't have BT and 
it had nothing to do with Newcastle. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting back into this and learning more about it. I think the Discord channel, because the likes of Joel and uh, all the other faces, Captain Insano and um, Young Lee and, and Brian and everybody like that are pretty shrewd on this European stuff. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, picking some picks up. Uh, I think that's the, the thing about the Discord, isn't it? There's lots of people with different specialities. So we've yeah, got yeah. the Italian serial likes his Italian football. As you say, Joel um, likes his Germans. There's um, Brian. Brian likes his Spanish football. Lenny, Lenny's all over the Mexican, South American stuff. Isn't he? <laughs> hey, go there's, on, there's Lenny. Just a bit of everything. So any time of day for some football going off, someone in that Discord channel <laughs> knows the stuff about those leagues. So so you can get involved in a bit of everything. Um, so yeah, it is it is good good place to be for for the ex, for the stuff that's not our bread and butter. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be a good week. Um, we'll be back on Thursday. We've got a full slate of Premier League action over the weekend. Um, I am, Barry, going to have a rocket lolly and then go to bed. That's what right. I'm going to do. I'm just a uh, bit of lifestyle stuff. I'm wondering what you've oh. got planned tomorrow for the big day, Malcolm. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, yeah, what... Uh, the old Valentine's Day, Baz, do you mean? Valentine's Day, I am. I imagine sorry. you'll be uh, spending an hour blowing up heart-shaped balloons and stuff the minute we get... Oh, Baz. Yeah, all, all of that, you know, me, proper Casanova. Uh, you got well, any plans? Proper Casanova. The issue I've got, Baz, is that it's the uh, it's the IT department's birthday today. So I've got to yeah. go back to back, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's um, so even last night I forgot to write a card and anything. So I had to message, um, I had to message Betty from your house and say, "Oh, listen, can you write the cards? Put them out. Put my cards somewhere where I'm going to see it when I come in full of beer at half past four in the morning." So she did, and even then, like, so all the presents and that were laid out, and I put my beer pong trophy right in the middle of all the presents, like pride of place, you know, because I was feeling myself full of beer. Um, so I've gone through that today, and I'll be honest with you, Baz, I haven't got a single thing prepared for tomorrow. Good. Well, yeah, so we, we were driving back today, so from Super Bowl party, we had the three-hour journey home. Me, Kieran, and Josh in the car, all yeah. of us realising we've got no card, no <laughs> So the team fucking journey stopped off at Weight Rose on the way back. Oh, my the, God. The, the three-course meal for 20 pounds yeah. and a bottle of Prosecco thrown in, so we've all turned up with fucking steaks and... Desserts and wine and that is the easiest thing to do in it because you can just stick it in the oven normally. We we generally don't don't buy anything for Valentine's Day and I just say look, I'll get you a card and I'll cook you a nice meal because I like cooking anyway. So get a couple of nice steaks in. She can make a dessert. I'll make a meal. So that's generally the thing. But last year, this is the last year. It was on the Monday, so we had Super Bowl party Sunday. I drive back Monday, fucking pissed as a fart. I've got no card, no present, no nothing. And what did she bought me? Fucking Michelin star meal. Oh, Tasting you went to that with yeah. wine taste and everything like proper. Like you went to that curry food. house in Birmingham, didn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't call it a curry house. It was a bit, no. a bit more refined than that. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was a proper lavish gift, somewhere I'd wanted to go for years and years. And she absolutely put me to shame and rinsed me for that for the whole year. Like, yeah. So, so I should have upped my game this year and got her something, uh, but I haven't. All I've got her is a fucking beef bourguignon and fucking a few other cheese souffle or something like that. So, I did buzz yesterday. Which you really you, you like this, obviously, so it was the birthday, and I hadn't been out to get a birthday cake or anything. So I made it, and she's gone on about, I don't know if you're familiar with this, from, from school, school dinners, the cornflake cake, tart, a cornflake, cornflake tart. Cornflake tart. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like with the so not the chocolate nesty one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It's like golden so, like Exactly, sort of like flapjack style. So I made one of them yesterday afternoon. Loads of butter, golden syrup. I had some maple syrup as well. Um, layered it out with a layer of jam in the middle and um, stuck a candle in that. She got that today, and she said it was absolutely delicious. Was the cornflake tart? So yeah, my, my missus likes a cornflake tart, similar to throw back to the old school dinners. That was her favourite school pudding. Oh, yeah. Um, so Helen does occasionally make a cornflake tart for the kids and stuff like that. It's not my kind of thing. I'm not much of a dessert man, to be honest. No. But uh, cornflake uh, tart, like it. I'm just hoping there's nothing for me tomorrow because there'll be nothing for her. So <laughs> anyway. That's the thing, isn't it? I'm perfectly fine like, with it if we just both don't buy yeah. or anything. It's just and I. I said this to the, in the corner way down. I said, if she buys me anything, it's not out of any fucking case of love or affection. Yeah. It's purely, it's purely to shame me. Yeah. So she can say, I got you something and you didn't get me something. That's the fucking reason. Like, yeah, it's one upmanship in it. Because to be fair, the gift you got last year was absolutely top class. The best meal I've ever been for in my life. We looked forward to it all year round. It wasn't, we didn't go to like October, but it was fucking absolutely immense. Yeah. But yeah, when you bought a nothing and she pulls out a five hundred pound fucking voucher for restaurant and wine tastings and all of this lot. Shame, ten minutes. Ten minutes ago, I wasn't worried, Baz, at all, and now I am. You've yeah, I <laughs> you've uh, got I me on edge here. Yeah? I haven't learned from my mistake. I've got a card, like so. If you haven't got that, then at least I've trumped you. Yeah, I could make one now, couldn't I? <laughs> mm. Pasta shapes or something. Stick a bit of bit of glue would be all right. Um, yeah. Right, cheers, Baz. Uh, if you're uh, if any of the listeners want to let us know their Valentine's plans, uh, by all means, uh, you can do that. Um, right, good solid hour, Baz. Um, had a great weekend. Lots of winners. Thank you for uh, feeding me and getting me drunk last night. Very much appreciated. Um, hope everybody has a good week. Good luck with all your picks. Usual place. You know exactly where to find us. Slight like, rate review, etc. Um, we're back on Thursday. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.